Hey guys, Darth Vader here. JJ hasn't erased me from continuity yet, so I'm here to warn you about major The Last Jedi spoilers in this episode. It is summer 2018, and you've probably already seen Solo twice, so no need to worry about TLJ spoilers, but just thought there might be some grandmas and newborns out there listening who haven't seen Star Wars and are fans of this show. Uh, all the best, I guess. See you when we review episode 9, Return of the Last Clone Jedi, whatever that one's gonna be called. See ya! Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Just New Movies podcast, the show where we review a seemingly random film currently not in theaters. My name is Ben Pearson and today we're going to be talking about Richard Marquand's 1983 film, Return of the Jedi. Joining me is my regular co-host, Tyler. How's it going, man? Ben, we've returned, so it makes sense to only do movies with the word return in the title. And with that, you have laid out our entire mission statement for what we are calling NJNM The Return, which is a, yeah. I don't I don't know how many movies we're going to do here, 10, maybe less, who knows? I, I have at least 10 in my notes app on my phone, so okay. if necessary, uh, there's a chance we could do 10. Yeah, as little as one, as many as 10 mm-hmm. movies uh, in which the word return is featured in the title. And uh, yeah, we've been away for a little while. Yep. I think uh, last time we left the listeners, I don't even remember what the most recent episode we did. Was it Quick Change it was, it was with Bill Murray? Quick Change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, it's been a minute since we recorded together, but... Um, then yeah, I, we just I started my internship at Netflix. I'm um, going back and re-editing House of Cards, where it's just the Robin Wright character because I think, oh, that's, excellent! Yeah, that's a better storyline, I think. Yeah, um, wow, that's so, great. Yeah, Mrs. Underwood forever. You're just gonna uh, Photoshop pictures of like Christopher Plummer in over uh, Spacey's face on the photos on the mantle and stuff in the background. Yeah, <laughs> even exactly. though you never see that character, right? <laughs> Uh, All right, excellent. Well, if you guys are just listening to us for the first time, welcome. You can listen to all of our back episodes at njnmpodcast.blogspot.com. We used to have a whole structure laid out Mm -hmm. to this thing, but because we are now in the return territory, who knows what we're doing? We're throwing all that out of the window. And uh, today we're just going to talk about Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Yeah. uh, Episode, what is this? Six. Six. Six, yeah. I, I so, don't know if there's still a T spot in this mix, but I got oh, yeah. I got a few T spots to to lay on you, pal. Okay, yeah. So the T spot was a, a section yeah. in the olden days when I would just essentially throw it to Tyler and uh-huh. let him uh, talk about whatever you know, get anything off his chest. So let's go ahead and do that. What what you got? Ben, the Last Jedi, 2017. Yeah. Ever heard of it? Oh yeah, I have. I didn't have a podcast uh, on me to uh, get up on my soapbox and, and and give it what for. Okay, Ben, this movie, I loved it. Last Jedi oh, was fantastic. <laughs> good, me too. I liked everything I really liked about it. it, except some of the subplot. I think that was pointed out later. But um, I think Finn was a little underutilized. But yep. I did like the... Uh, um, well, Princess Leia was also a little weird to see alive, but then dead, but then also alive. Right. Uh, spoiler territory. But yeah, my favorite was The Return of Skywalker as opposed to the five seconds from Force Awakens. He's actually mm-hmm. in this movie uh spoiler yoda returns like everything about it was just like it was a fantastic it was way better than force awakens it was the kind of movie that uh you know 14 year old me would have loved and now 
30 plus year old me is is loving my one critique i think is that it completely and i you probably agree with this it completely negates the previous movie almost like everything that was kind of set up which i thought was kind yeah. kind of funny but also at the same time it's like what what are we doing here like if you're going to have a trilogy <laughs> if you're going to have a trilogy then like build on it or do something like flesh out a storyline or flesh out some characters but i suppose uh you know Rian johnson is is kind of crazy like that so ryan yes yeah, yeah i know <laughs> the brick guy yeah but ben i i know you're on uh, slash film daily and slash cast and all that and on slash film writing about it so i, I didn't know if you had still some thoughts to express i mean yeah i'm, I'm really glad you liked it because you're one of the biggest star wars fans that i know and i know the film has been you know very very uh, divisive in the community mm-hmm. and it, it seems to be divisive along the lines of people who grew up reading a lot of the um expanded universe material you know well, novels and stuff yeah. like that and i know that includes you like you played yeah. shadows of the empire and like those those video games and, and read you read <laughs> yeah and you read a lot of those novels and stuff so i was worried that that you might um come away from the film not thrilled with the direction they took luke skywalker in it but I, i'm glad you liked it and i think uh mark hamill was like surprisingly great in the movie like i think he he gave a legitimately very good performance yeah. unlike something that he did in return of the jedi oh Ooh. is that a is that too too harsh of Let's a transition into the movie that we're going to talk about the movie of the week return of the jedi <laughs> return to a galaxy far far away ready everybody chewy Let's see what this piece of junk can do here we go again. You will bring Captain Solo and the Wookiee to me. <laughs> Return to heroic adventure. You don't know the power the dark side return to the ultimate confrontation freeze don't move oh dear i love you i know return for the climactic chapter of the star wars saga exciting is hardly the word i would choose but most of all return for the fun of it Return of the Jedi. So uh, David Lynch and Danny Cron- David Cronenberg were both uh, attached to this movie before okay. Richard Marquand oh, came that on. Been fantastic. Yeah, can you imagine a David Lynch directed Star Wars film? That I'm is still yeah. trying to get through the Dune novel, and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I have that novel sitting on a shelf. I bought it at a used bookstore. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to to dive into Don't it as soon as I. Oh, really? <laughs> That, just watch the that, movie okay all right fair nah, enough i'm just kidding uh, it's it's science fiction classic whatever blah 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 so this for many people uh, you know for everyone on the planet until disney bought lucasfilm we all thought that this was going to be the last uh chronological star wars film that we were ever going to see sure. so uh tyler do you have any general thoughts about return Before of the Jedi? Birth, so uh, I, I feel like it predates me but at the same time i think spiritually i, I was around for this movie um, mm-hmm. and it was, yeah, like if you watch this after Empire Strikes Back, they're two starkly different movies. The acting is totally different. I don't know if it's the director or 
if it was just Harrison Ford cashing a check, I don't know. But like, <laughs> there's totally different deliveries. But I think at the end of the day, Return of the Jedi is like part of that trilogy, and, and it's kind of a perfect end to everything that had led up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really foresee, other than the books, obviously. When I was a kid, I never thought I, I couldn't imagine what a movie after this would look like. Would it be like right away? Would it be ten years? And so it, it's kind of uh, an interesting case study all on its own. Just watching this one, you probably wouldn't get a lot out of it, but watching the whole trilogy, it's it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic installment. Yeah, definitely. So we were talking right before we recorded, and I was going to admit something to you, and then I ah, decided yes. to just admit it to you on the air. Okay. And that is, I have not seen this movie. Uh, I didn't rewatch it for this episode. That's fair enough. So it's, sure it's been a little bit it, like, since the last I've year seen or it. So. Yeah, I think I watched it maybe in the lead up to Force Awakens. So like, okay. you know, late 2015 was when I saw it. Uh, <laughs> at this point, that's like almost three years ago. Okay. So uh, it's it's a little longer ago than I would have liked it to be. But um, I will say in in a recent epi- uh, article that I wrote at SlashFilm.com, I was um, th- one of the... Uh, questions posed. I don't even remember what the article was. It was about a month ago at this point. So one of the questions posed was, what is the most fun Star Wars movie? And mm-hmm. I is th- sort of through a process of elimination, I think I came to the opinion that Return of the Jedi is the most fun Star mm-hmm. Wars movie. It's not necessarily the the movie that, um, that best uh, encapsulates everything about Star Wars. It's not maybe even the best Star Wars movie, but no, I think it might be not. the most fun. I think because uh, you know planets are obliterated in some of the other ones, that <laughs> sort of uh, you know dampens the fun level a little bit. And then obviously Empire Strikes Back ends on such a, a down note. Um, and and Return of the Jedi, for better or worse, ends on a pretty happy note. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. a, maybe even a goofy one. Um, I, I think there's just a lot of uh, of joy and like buoyancy to this movie. I I don't remember um, you know hating it the first time I saw it when I was a kid, but I right. definitely remember uh, watching this this trilogy over and over and over again, and always thinking that this was my least favorite of the three. I think that's probably I don't I don't know if that's a common thing for Star Wars fans or not but I think from what I've seen a lot of the conversation about the original trilogy was which movie is better Empire Strikes Back or the first one. I, I never really saw anybody legitimately throw Return of the, the Jedi in as like the best Star Wars movie. So do yeah, you think that's, that's only because of the Ewoks or do you think there's something else to that? <laughs> no, I don't think the Ewoks I mean the Ewoks are fun. I, I don't like how uh, Barney from How I Met Your Mother ranked like if you were born before Return of the Jedi, you love the Ewoks. If you were born, no, reverse that. If you were born before Return of the Jedi, you hate the Ewoks. If you were born after, you love the Ewoks. I think I would love them either way. Uh, they're just kind of a fun addition. Obviously, they were set up for marketing, but yeah. it's, it's kind of a yeah. They're like fun characters, like the droids. Um, I would probably rank of the three, and I know this is probably going to be unpopular, but. A New Hope is it's good. It sets the stage, but I think Return of the Return of the Jedi has more meat on it because there's so much more going on, and you're kind of invested in these characters by the third movie. Yeah, it, it's hard to say that. Oh well, there's nothing here in Return of the Jedi to to gnaw on when and it's the exact opposite. You have the compression of Luke and his dad. You have the love story between Han and Leia. You have uh, 
C-3PO rising to the uh, level of deity on, on the moon of Endor. Like, <laughs> right, like everything yeah. is coming, everything is flourishing. <laughs> and you know Everything's coming up too. 3PO. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, like, you're, you're probably, it, you're, you're right, I think. It, it is a lot of fun. And um, it's a great way to kind of leave the trilogy for what, 15 plus years before yeah. episode one, which... Again, I don't know if we've podcasted about episode one, but it's one of my favorites too because of the just the growing up with that movie, like looking forward to it, watching it, loving it, and then kind of having to deal with the post nine eleven cynicism against episode one. I don't know what happened, but uh, I was <laughs> yeah, just, that was I, that was the real terrorist attack <laughs> with, with people started hating on public them. sentiment against episode one. Yeah, so I mean, this, uh, yeah, you're, you're you're right on the money. This is a fun movie, even though there's some serious tones. Um, yeah, it's just and. It's just great. It, it sometimes drags on a little bit, but why would you want to leave so soon? Why would you want to leave the Star Wars universe so, so quickly, I think? Yeah, and and I think, I, you know, part of the reason I like this one is because Lando is, like, a straight-up good guy in it. You okay. know, there's no, there's no, uh, I mean, it, I, I like morally murky characters as much uh-huh. as the next guy. Um, but in this particular franchise where it's so delineated against the line of good and evil uh, lando is a fascinating guy and he, he works really well as that sort of you never really know what he's doing in right. empire strikes back but he's a scoundrel once, thing. yeah once he makes that shift I, I just feel like he's a lot of fun i wish we would have had more lando in return of the jedi um well, if i think ready Billy for more William, lando and solo ben yeah, and I'm excited about that because I love Donald Glover, as you know, and I think uh, I think he's gonna like from the trailers and stuff. Who knows when this movie is or when this episode is going to be released? It might even be released after. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Solo hits theaters, and we could be looking back on this and laughing because the movie ends up being terrible or something. But I, I feel it. like Donald Glover is going to be good in the film regardless. But. Um, so, uh, what are your favorite scenes from this movie? You know, a lot of times in the, the not just new movies podcast, we'll. Uh-huh go through a movie scene by scene. I don't really think we need to do that because I feel like everyone has seen this movie. I agree. Um, so let's just talk about some highlights. Do you have anything, you know, are you a fan of like the Sarlacc pit? What, what's your... Well, to, to that first third of the movie, I think my favorite is the Cantina or a Jabba's Palace band, um, mm-hmm. Max Rebo and whatever his group is called. Um, I thought that was pretty exciting. I'm into Muppets and Jim, Jim Henson creature shop stuff and all, all that. And so the, the band is, is, is pretty scintillating for me. Um, so how do you feel about the men in black music video esque character that was added into the uh, special edition during that scene? Again, Ben in 1998, 1999, when those came out as a kid, I loved it. Um, <laughs> I, I would appreciate, and I don't have anything against the special editions because as someone who kind of is always, gnawing to get back in and kind of revamp something i've created i don't think it's out of uh the question that george lucas should go back and do whatever he wants to him but the original versions should be available alongside them and so yeah i think that's and and i think in 2005 or 2006 they came out with dvds of not just the special editions but then the uh, theatrical versions but they didn't do anything to the theatrical versions which i mean i don't know how cinephiles feel about that like it wasn't even up bumped up to widescreen it was just like i don't think that's true i feel like the i feel like fandom has been waiting for uh, a home video release of the original trilogy untouched for 
like every I think the the last the most recent uh, format on which you can purchase that is like Laserdisc from oh. the 1980s or something. Well, I, I think I definitely have Lucas, them. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, those 2006 ones came with uh, the theatrical versions, but almost like YouTube quality. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, they're, and, and they're fun to watch because you can hear the, the Ewok song from the old version and the new Ewok song from the newer <laughs> version and compare the two. Uh, the new one's terrible. Um so yeah, that, and then as a kid, you're like seeing Boba Fett again from Empire Strikes Back, which I don't think he was, he was kind of undersold in Empire Strikes Back. Um, the Return of Yoda, those are some of my favorite scenes, even though he passes away, unfortunately. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, the final lightsaber scene is amazing. And yeah, the, music, it's, it's... the music behind it and the, the fall and return of Anakin Skywalker, everything about it is is very moving. Yeah, it's so stylish, too. Like, I think Empire is the one where they're fighting in fog, right? Like, it's all mm-hmm. orange, orange and backlit and everything yeah. like that. But in uh, Return, I think the... You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the fight is much more clear and out in the open, and yeah. they're doing it, like, in front of the Emperor, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, it, just the the sword fighting is so cool to see. Um, I, I think they, the guy who trained them was the same person who trained uh, Carrie Elways and uh, what's-his-name, Inigo Montoya from... Uh, yeah, Mandy Patinkin from... from uh, or in The Princess Bride. Um, he's one of those swordsmen who, like, Hollywood has turned to since, you know, days of old to teach people how to how to hold a sword properly. Uh-huh. So that uh, all that stuff is, is particularly well executed, I think. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I know you love the Ewoks. I... I find myself, as I get older, I find myself uh, coming around to them a little bit, but I'm still not fully on their side. Mm, I still I still find myself, because uh, I feel like, you know, give it five more years and I'll be completely okay with them. But I, I, there's still something about them, and maybe it is the fact that it's just so blatantly a marketing ploy and like a merchandising thing, and I just can't, there's something about my my facile mind that can't get past that. Um, but I, I, there's something about it where I just, I cannot, uh, I cannot fully embrace the Ewoks for the soft creatures that they are. I, I feel like, well, um, they're not that soft. They took down an empire, Ben. <laughs> and that's the thing too, you know, the realism behind that, like I, you know, say what you will about the realism of the star Wars universe and much can be said about that. But I just feel like it's almost a bridge too far. You know, the the Ewoks taking down these like trained assassins basically with these or the soldiers. Um, It's just like a little uh, it's, it's ridiculous in a way that nothing else in the the original trilogy is ridiculous. Um, That's true. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm sure eventually I'll be cool with it. Well, but... when, you, when you see the Ewok Adventures, the made-for-TV movies, uh, come back and see me because uh, <laughs> they they were so popular they got their own TV movies. Jeez, oh, yeah, I will never be watching the, those. The only and I think I've already mentioned this. My only kind of big issue with this is the acting from the big three. Yeah, and yeah. You already mentioned Hamels, but um, Carrie Fisher's was a little flat. Obviously, Harrison Ford's is a little flat. He wanted the yeah. character to die. So it it was just very starkly different. So that's why I always argue that Irvin Kirshner, rest in peace, would be the only good director to return to the Star Wars universe. But uh, it, that's kind of a evidence as to how great he was. As Empire Strikes Back, the acting is superb. It really you know pulls at your heartstrings. And then Return of the Jedi, it's like, 
yeah, you like Hansel's a little jealous that Leia might be into Luke, but then he's like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever, sheepish grin. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed like all the actors were more into the story in uh, Empire than they were in Return, and it, it sort of feels like, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to attribute that to. The director yeah, probably, because they have a lot of control over performance and can and can sort of uh, point people in the right direction um, and shape the movie that way. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I feel like there, there's so much about this that's just... Um, it, it's hard to rag on it too much because yeah. it's so classic, you know, that, I mean, that's the thing that, that Lucas did uh, so well in this entire trilogy. And it's been said a million times, but just the idea of, of um, updating all of these classic tropes uh, from samurai movies and all of that kind of stuff and, and blending, you know, the flash Gordon influences and all of that into this thing that feels um that it feels like it's an homage to movies of an era long past, but it also felt incredibly modern and, and uh, timeless at the same time. It's a, it's a weird kind of uh, alchemy that, that Lucas was able to strike um, from a writing perspective with these films. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's just something the test of time. Yeah. That's what you want from a movie. Totally. Um, So it wasn't like a self-referential, uh, you know, uh, smash mouth music at the credits kind of movie <laughs> right. where it's right. like, well, this movie's only going to be relevant for this three months that it's in the theaters and then everything yeah. about it is going to be dated. Though, to be fair, I'm sure someone has edited Smash Mouth over the the final <laughs> party scene. <laughs> I guarantee that's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, I just, all I know is I went on eBay and I found all the Burger King glasses from, uh, <laughs> from 1977, 1980, and 1983. So I could complete my trilogy Burger King glass collection. Nice. And, uh, nice. I think you have two out of the 12. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, in your collection. So suck it. All right. Uh, well, I think that's that's pretty much going to bring us to the end of this uh, conversation. Unless you have anything else to say about Return of the Jedi, Tyler? It's it's and I don't even have to tell people to go watch it. It's just like if you have, if you haven't seen this, you're clearly not into Star Wars, and that's okay. But yeah, um, I mean, just I guess I would have a better discussion with people that don't like it. But then it's like, well, it's personal preference, I guess. So I'm not really going to waste yeah. my time. <laughs> and and also you would have a better discussion with somebody who admittedly had seen the movie right before recording an episode. So I feel like I'm doing this film a little bit of a disservice and I apologize <sighs> to all the, the diehard Star Wars fans out there. But I do think, uh, oh, the, the one other thing that I, I do remember from my most recent rewatch of this is that uh, I don't think a lot of the humor lands in the way that they wanted it to land. Yeah. It, it felt like the humor was the weakest in this movie than in any of the other entries in the, the original trilogy. Do you agree with that? Um, I mean, yeah, the, the acting, the poor acting is probably attributed to that, but I mean, there isn't too much room for like wink at the camera kind of jokes, but yeah, Han Solo kind of <laughs> tries to make a few, he flubs a few of those lines. Um, yeah. Especially when he's like, when they're talking to Lando and he's about to hand over the Falcon and, and Lando's like, listen, I'll take care of her. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, believe me or whatever. <laughs> and then it's yeah. kind of like, all right, I, I guess that makes sense. And then, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like chatting because especially the, the, like the last act, I guess mm-hmm. it, 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 that's when I think it tends to drag on a little bit is it flips back and forth between basically three different plots there's mm-hmm. lando in the in the falcon them down in ewok wars and then 
Luke at uh, at the Death Star, and it's like you, you really only want to know about the one scene. But they keep yeah. just splicing it up, kind of like what they did with Last Jedi, where they kept splicing between the interesting stuff, this kind of okay subplot, mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of miss out on the the drama between Luke and Darth Vader. So if they had kind of shortened the other bits and just kind of interrupted every once in a while, I think it would have probably been a little better. But Yeah, I would have to go back and see... Uh where that sort of uh, cross-cutting to to build to the climax really began. but And I, I'm not ready to attribute that to <laughs> to Return of the Jedi as being like the movie that started it all. Because right. um, it very well could have been, you know, something way earlier than that. But uh, it does feel very modern in that way. Like a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies, you know, Dark Knight and, and um, Inception particularly, uh, have that same editing style where it's you know it's all building and then the climax is just cross-cutting between multiple subplots all at the same time and you're like damn it i really want to know what's going on in this one thing but then they have to sort of cycle through the rotunda again until you get back to it so um it does feel very modern in that way but um yeah, I think so. I think I think that's pretty much going to yeah. bring us to the end of this conversation. So, uh, we used to pull out the old not just pneumatic movie tube oh, yeah. to uh, to let us know what movie we're going to be doing, uh-huh. and it was a random movie. I don't really think we're doing that no. this time because we know that the movie has to have return in the title. Right. So, the uh, not just pneumatic movie tube is uh, incapable of taking such direction and uh, <laughs> and and that sort of specificity. So, instead, we're just going to uh, talk about uh, on the next episode of the show. We're going to be talking about a movie that um how would you describe this it has it has the word return in the title it does we'll we'll let the listeners guess it has the word return in the title it's from the 80s and it's a attempt to rekindle um a story that is beloved yeah that's true and i'm gonna give you five seconds to guess what that is for Three. All right. Wait, yeah, I'm not me? even gonna Are, give you the full. No, no, the audience. The audience. Uh, it's Return to Oz. That's what it, we're gonna be talking about next. So check that out if you've not seen it because that movie is freaking insane, and we're gonna talk yeah. much more in depth about it on the next episode Fever of the show. Dreams. You can email us at notjustnewmovies at gmail.com. Call us and leave us a voicemail at 904-469-6566. I don't think we've gotten a voicemail in like five or six years. Also, do but, this. Uh, Use hashtag #ReturnJNM. Uh, on Twitter to let us know which movies with the word return in the title you would like us to watch. Yeah, that would be great. And you can check us out uh, on Twitter at NJNM Podcast yeah. if you want to talk to us directly there. I have no idea which of us or if either of us are going to be checking that at any mm, point. But you can definitely you can definitely email us or call and leave a voicemail and we'll get that for sure. Uh, so, Tyler, where can people find you online? Anywhere or are you just yeah. hiding? Oh, no, I'm on Twitter. Uh at Alan Traherne or at the five cast and look, for, look uh, to the future for some uh, five cast presents episodes of the perilous journey, as well okay. as uh, from crow to quest looking at almost every single movie made between the years, 1994 and 1996. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, so my name is Ben. You can find me on Twitter at Ben pairs. You can listen to me on slash film daily, which is the daily podcast. Yes. Uh, you can find my writing at slash And yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.